0: Welcome to the World of Rex. This is a Marvel Rex here. We are going to be talking about the weekly vibes for the week of January 23rd to January 29th. It's almost the end of the month as we're listening. Wow. It's flying by. It's just always flying by. This week we have mostly chill aspects in the sky. That's nice to hear. Deep relief. It doesn't always mean that everyone's experience is chill, but usually it just means that the the actual ratio of people experiencing high-intensity moments is lower, right? So you can still have intense weeks even when I or another astrologer or anybody says, hey, it's going to be chill. It just means there's less activation in the sky with the planets and usually as above, so below. So it seems like there's going to be more uh, of a healing tone to this week. So it's got a wonderful end of the week. And in fact, I don't always give good luck days, but this week has like some really nice good luck days. So I'm going to say like, hey, you know, these days are the days to watch out for in terms of planting seeds, sowing your oats, doing some amazing things, you know, taking your horse into the sunset. It's all available. This week, it is more available than usual. And the word that kind of came up to me when I was looking at all the energies was peace. P-E-A-C-E peace, finding peace. So I think there's some possibility for integration, healing, forward movement. I love the end of the week. So I'm loving this Sunday, which is the 29th. So there's a lot available here today for us. Monday, the moon enters Pisces. So we, last week was really intense. I don't know who listened to the podcast, but like go back and listen. Like I went in I went in last week. It was such an intense week. It started off with the moon in Scorpio, which is a water sign. It's one of the the three mokshas. It's, there's a whole deal with that. There's a lot of karma in the water signs. The, the water signs hold a lot of karma, a lot of baggage. But last week started off with the Scorpio, which is kind of like the deepest, like gnarliest, hottest. It's really the fiery water sign. It's such a hot level of karma and not hot as in sexy, although Scorpio is very sexy. This week starts off with the moon in Pisces, which is quite different. Pisces and and Scorpio are quite different, but still an emotional start to the week. So there's a lot with the moon in Pisces, there's a lot about listening to your intuition on Monday, Tuesday, you know, letting yourself have non-linear Synchronicities, like getting kind of getting out of your own way in terms of like the opposite of Pisces is Virgo. So Monday's not a really great day to do Virgo things. It's actually a really great day to do Pisces things. So, what does that mean? All the Virgos, their ears pricked up. But it's not a time to try to control the details in like a highly routinized manner of your day to day. It's actually time to be like, oh, I feel like going to the park kind of spontaneously because I feel drawn to the park. And I don't normally go there at 3 p.m., but here I am, and I'm going on a walk. And then I bump into a friend, and we have a conversation. So that's very moon in Pisces. There's this, like, alignment with the universe. The lower vibrations of a moon in Pisces for us to watch out for on Monday is just becoming passive, too passive, passive passive-aggressive, lacking boundaries, like, taking in other people's emotional gunk, getting pulled into drama situations, trying to solve them. You know, forgetting your boundary basically can happen during a moon in Pisces. It's also often a time to sleep on that note. Like the boundaries are really thin during moon in Pisces. So like letting yourself um, go away into spaces where you're a little bit more isolated. Sleeping is one of those spaces where we, you know, we do that by ourselves, basically. Even if we sleep next to somebody, it's like they're not sleeping for us. (laughs) So that's something that you do for yourself that sort of takes you away from the world and goes into the dreams, which is very Pisces, is dreams. And it's just a day to like get in touch with your relationship to the spiritual and relationship to like letting go. Letting go is a big part of Pisces, not trying to control Monday. I know it's tough because it's a Monday, but it's just a time to go with the flow. Discernment can be a little bit challenging on moon and Pisces, which is why it's just time to like be really, really present and follow your gut. Um, and, and I mean discernment in terms of like when someone offers information that's supposed to be factual, it's not always easy on a moon in Pisces day to be like, I know what the truth is. It's actually more of like, I'm just feeling stuff and the truth can wait until the moon moves into Aries. <laughs> so like we've got two days, Monday, Tuesday, where especially Tuesday, actually the confusion gets the, the ability to discern lessons on Tuesday because the moon can joins Neptune, who I've talked about a lot, but Moon can join Neptune on Tuesday is like it's even harder to discern the facts, but it's very dreamy. Now, an interesting thing happens on Tuesday. The sun will sextile Jupiter. So we have this dreamy initiative, like bold, inspired moves. I am actually considering this one of the good luck days. So Tuesday has an air of good luck. And it has to do with, definitely, with the moon conjoined Neptune, it has to do with artistic endeavors, creativity, film. Film is a huge part. Sundance is happening during this time. That makes a lot of sense to me. Like, I love that. Uh, Really feeling yourself, like, affected by a work of art, like, getting drawn into the art, like, becoming it, letting it really impact you, having creative conversations, Um, taking initiative over creativity in general, any form of creativity, as well as like doing something of service because the moon in Pisces is also of service to the community. Definitely. Like I always think of like religious groups doing charity. That's like a great example of a moon in Pisces can join Neptune is like you're with the sun sextiling Jupiter. The sun sextiling Jupiter is saying like, take action on Tuesday and take action in like a dreamy or inspired way that is intuitive. So there's a lot of emphasis on Monday, Tuesday around intuition. And just following your gut. And if your gut says no on either of these days, it's really great to honor that. And then if it's got like a yes, I don't know why, there's no logic, but let's go. It's good to listen to that too. So that's really available on Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, the moon moves into Aries. So tone shift on Wednesday, tone shift, the moon moves into Aries and conjoins Jupiter. Jupiter's there like splish splashing around. Although actually he's not really splish splashing because he's in Aries. It's all fire. So he's like... He's like lighting things on fire. Is basically what Jupiter's doing in Aries. (laughs) It's not not as romantic, really. Um, But the Moon in Aries conjoins uh, Jupiter, and then they both sextile the Sun in Aquarius. And so I wrote, "Working it out." Like Wednesday, you're you had something inspiring happen on Tuesday. You took some action, maybe you followed your gut. Wednesday, you're like working it out. You're expanding it. You're making it bigger. You know, I wrote down, "Fortune favors the bold, and freaks lead the collective into the future." So there's this sort of like taking some risks, definitely Jupiter and Aries taking risks. The moon is there saying, yes, let's do that. I'm kind of scared, but let's go. And the sextile to the sun is so supportive because it just basically, and the sun's in Aquarius, which is like connect with people. It's a, it's a great day Wednesday to be social and to connect with people about whatever inspired ideas happen for you on Monday and Tuesday. So just go with it, go with it and have so much fun with it. Um, I love like I just I'm like this week last week was so heavy and this week to me feels a lot less heavy. It just feels more like forward movement. There is multiple good luck days. I like Tuesday and Wednesday a lot. Um, There's just yeah, there's there's time. We've got to be making changes now. The world is starting to open up and we just have to be making changes in our lives that are for that keep us um, intimate with our communities and like deepening our relationship to our communities. That's all the Aquarius bit, but also feeds our soul. Moon and Aries can join Jupiter. Jupiter and Aries for everybody collectively is what do you need? What do you really need? Like to feel like a warrior in your life and to feel like a badass. Like that's what Aries are here to do. They're here to be like, I'm a badass in this area of my life, you know? So knowing where Aries is in your chart will be really helpful, where you need to feel like a leader and um, an entrepreneur and someone who does things well and does them competitively, but also does them because they want to be, you know, top of the game in that area of their life. Okay, so that's Wednesday. I love, I love Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, we have the moon in Aries still. It talks to Chiron. So there's a little bit of a wound and we're, we're all collectively dealing with a wound with chiron in aries right now that's happening as a transit for the whole world and that's like the way i've been thinking about it is you know on on wednesday you're like ah this is what i want i'm leading the collective into the future like boom i'm so cool and then you trip and you like snag your foot on something and you're like oh i just like bopped my big toe and my big toe hurts but i was just going for what i wanted so that's the that's the the transit of the moon into aries because it hits jupiter and feels awesome The moon in Aries is like, let's go big and bold in my selfish direction. And then, oops, ouch, maybe I didn't communicate that nonviolently. Maybe I was a little, maybe I like, you know, bull in a china shopped it. Like maybe I kind of ruffled some feathers and like was not even graceful about it. So there's, there's always kind of a stop that happens with the moon as it enters Aries every month. So we can just pay attention to that, that Thursday the moon does bump into Chiron and says, like, you're healing a wound around your self-esteem and you're healing a wound around your self-assertion and how you assert yourself more than anything. How are you moving and blazing trails in the world? And are you doing it in a way that is still, like, honoring you but also, like, respectful to others is a good question to ask. Venus then is at the anoretic degree of Aquarius, which means that she's at the last degree of Aquarius while the moon is on Chiron. So this is interesting. I mean, Venus's relationships is also money and art. So it's all those things like pleasure, money, art, relationships. So Venus at the last degree of Aquarius or the anoretic degree, she's basically asking all of us on Thursday, like Yo, um, so I'm wrapping up my, sh- my sojourn in the very, like, disaffected and scientific sign of Aquarius. I have been logically thinking about my relationships. I've been a little bit aloof, and I've been a little bit cold. That's been all happening since January. She's like, I'm really done. I'm about to move into my f- one of my favorite signs, but not yet. So on Thursday, when she's there, she, she looks at the collective, and she says, what have you learned since basically all of January, especially during the retrograde part, that first week of January. She's like, what did you learn? what did you learn about your relationships, your relationship to money, your relationship to pleasure, your relationship to art? What did you learn? So she's very concerned about what did we learn? And in Aquarius, it's like, have you been, have you been working towards a new communities have you had good luck with community events being hyper social having a social media presence getting your email list going you know working with tech she loves venus Aquarius loves new technology she loves new internet stuff so like, have you been working on any of that? And this is a culminating moment on Thursday where she might even bring it really, she's bringing it up. The anaretic degree brings it to the surface for people to really reflect. That's the beauty of that last degree is that whenever a planet's there at the end of a sign, it it creates like a hullabaloo. It, it shoots off a firework and says, can you pay attention to just the last month and, and do a little bit of an audit? Where did we emphasize like love, pleasure, beauty, art, relationships within an aquarian uh realm within an aquarian tone which would be again like you know moving into the future so moving into the future with your relationships moving into the future with your relationship to money pleasure aesthetics art etc like how are things moving forward how have you been innovative and future oriented and like even weird and scientific and like risky about those things and is it still collect- connected to a collective desire is it still connected to like are you are you being accountable to your community essentially that's what venus is asking at that last degree she's like cool like feel the good stuff feel the art the love the romance the aesthetics and is it tied in with a larger picture i'm kind of like a broken record here cuz i have venus in aquarius this is like this is my whole thing okay um, oh, and then the last little note that I wrote about Venus and Aquarius is that you know there's going to be a little bit of pain on this day because the Moon's on Chiron. So like you might actually be like really confronted and about your own ability to be in relationship on Thursday. That can really come up with the Moon in Chiron and Aries against a Venus that's like finishing up a very highly social transit because Aquarius is about being friends with people. So people could really be contending with like, ooh. I tried to assert myself and maybe I hurt my friend's feelings or like maybe, <clears throat> maybe I'm not being, you know, friendly. Maybe I'm not being friendly when I'm going after my desires. I mean, that's a real thing. So, you know, we're integrating the lessons of having like rules for ourselves, rules in relationships, uh, and aesthetics, beauty art and money. And those, the, those need to promote fairness and equity. Like, are they working towards the future humanity that is hopefully healing? You know, are we healing the collective future through our behavior in the moment? So that's what Chiron and Aries is going to be asking us. Did you do it? It might feel a little painful as we're, we know, humans are always trial and erroring. Yeah, I made it a verb trial and error ring. (laughs) Trial and error is like a real thing. Like we have to make mistakes to figure out like, "Mm, okay, I really wanted that. I got very clear and then I made some moves and, ooh, ouch, like maybe I stepped on some toes. Maybe I stepped on my own toe and then we'll just take a peek at it. Venus is there supporting it to be like, let's let's do this and let's take some more risks um, towards a collective by Friday. We have another town shift where Venus moves into Pisces. So she's like, She uh, on Thursday, she's standing on the ledge of like a cold peak of a mountain. Like she's in the Himalayas and it's cold and it's icy. And she's like, I just went where no man has gone before. I'm a fucking badass. She's like, I'm so cool. I figured out some big quantum secrets while I was up in this mountain. And then Friday, she dives down the mountain into a pond, into a lake that just like is warm. It's the right temperature. She's like having the best lake time ever. She's got a smoothie when she gets out. Like Venus in Pisces is like just the goddess returns from a cold winter. She is in her element in Pisces. Her two favorite signs, three favorite signs are Pisces, uh, Libra, and of course her home, Taurus. So Venus loves those three signs. She loves to be in Pisces. It's just a wonderful place for her because she gets to get lost in love. She is hyper romantic. So the tone is going to shift in regards to money, aesthetics, pleasure, relationships. Those are big art projects. It's gonna be big. It's kind of funny because it's like Thursday, you could have a conversation about an artistic project that's very logical and practical and Aquarian and like, let's be risky about it. But let's just make sure that all the loose ends are, you know, we're following a budget or something. And then boom, Friday, you could, you know, call someone on the phone about the project and they'll be like, oh, screw it. Let's just go big and like. We don't need to look at the budget. We'll find the money anyway. Like, that's Venus and Pisces. She's just like, we'll figure it out, but we're going to lead with the dream. We're not leading with the logic. We're not leading with science. We're leading with poetry. We're leading with, like, you know, cryptic prose and, and, like, opera. You know, she's really like, she's in her art element here. This is just, like, big, boundless. And, like, there can be an intensity to the boundlessness with Venus and Pisces. So, one thing I would say is if you know where Pisces is in your chart, if you don't get a reading with me, I can tell you all about her sojourn in Pisces for you. But if you know where it is, where Pisces is, you can then know, OK, this is where Venus is trying to offer you some blessings during this period of time. And she's asking you to like open up deeper into that part of your chart and and really feel pleasure in that place and like expand it um, deepen your relationship to God or flow state or the universe, whatever words you use. So, you know, Pisces in Venus, or Venus in Pisces is the rainbow, whereas penis, ven- penis. Oh, I love that. I'm going to keep that. I'm not going to edit it. Pisces in Aquarius is black and white. It's more black and white. Pisces in Capricorn is more black and white. Like, is it good? Is it bad? Is it, is it correct? Is it not? But Pisces in uh, v- sorry, Venus in Pisces. I love Mercury retrograde getting me right now. Venus in Pisces is the rainbow. She's just like, I'm every color, baby. I'm every color. So the love can be all embracing. We are more likely to forgive people during a Venus and Pisces transit. So I want everyone to hear that. Like, if you've had some miscommunications, especially with Mars retrograde in Gemini from October 2022 to January 12th of 2023, if you need to forgive someone or feel forgiven or even ask someone to, you know, like, for forgiveness, or even if you want to come up to someone and be like, hey, my feelings are really hurt," People are more lubricated in terms of their emotional heart-centered spaces during this time. So they're more willing to understand and have compassion. Um, They are also more subjective to seduction and getting pulled into situations. So that's all real too. There's always like a, you know, there's always an edge you're writing there. But the compassion generally is much higher. So if you do need to have a really heart-centered or vulnerable conversation, it's going to be, like, warmer with Venus and Pisces. Now, again, I said opera earlier, and I mean that. There can be operatics with Venus and Pisces. Like, you can get really pulled into some drama, too, because she's like, I feel everything. I feel everything. And she's just, like, singing her arias, and you're just like, wow, this went from, like, having a tender-hearted conversation to potentially, like, really big dramatics. Most of the time, it's leaning back into compassion but it can just it can get big it can get really really big so just keep in mind and mostly the reason it gets big and gets operatic is when people are not uh, checking in with their boundaries so boundaries just have you have to kind of be extra careful and extra aware of yes you can be you know your mirror neurons are more activated when venus is in pisces like you literally are able to see the person reflected in you you're able to come like feel connected more to people with Venus and Pisces and the danger is like if someone's in a really really dark place you can go down there too with them and so the operatics can happen just based on the fact that we're not checking in with like taking space to be like how do I actually feel about this am I feeling what they're feeling or am I feeling what I'm feeling that's great Venus and Pisces questions so also uh you know falling in love during this time is wonderful and there can be an idealized image of a partner. You can maybe not see the person or the project clearly, right? That's the whole thing I was saying, like, oh, we can just do it. We'll figure it out later. That's the danger of Venus in Pisces. <laughs> She's just like, I'm going to jump off the cliff. Here I go. And yeah, so it's it's important to watch out for, you know, there's a balance between going into the dream and also making sure that you there's a little bit of guardrails. I'm always a big fan for guardrails. I got a lot of Saturn in my chart. I love guardrails. And then it's important to watch out for avoidant or indirect behavior. So Pisces is well known. And I know this because I've got Pisces in my chart. Uh, Pisces is well known for being vague or not having like clear uh, vocalizing the boundaries clearly or like being direct and explicit, which I really think is powerful to have during Venus Pisces. You can be really romantic and still be explicit, you know, that you can do both. And it's good to have some balance and some awareness around that while she's transiting. She is exalted, though, so there's a lot of devotion, compassion, like I said, exceptionally giving and forgiving. There can be the over-sacrificing of self, so just watch out for that. Again, like I said, getting pulled into other people's bullshit. It is a wonderful time to work on creative projects in terms of, like, if you're writing a book, especially if it's poetry or prose, If you're writing something about the arts or related to art, you know, bringing something new and romantic and dreamy into the collective, doing any kind of healing art, yoga, etc. Pisces loves it. Also, Pisces rules mental health. So Venus and Pisces usually gives people a boost to say like, hey, um, I'm going to help you in the realms of mental health. If you've been having some anxiety, especially that Mars retrograde in Gemini, oh, like, oh, I don't know how everyone's like, November, December, and, and January were, but when he was stationing, I mean, I have sensitive planets at eight degrees, so I was like, oh, oh my God, that station on January, first two weeks of January was gnarly. Like, it just was so gnarly, especially for mutable signs. She's going to come in and, like, help ameliorate a lot of the miscommunications that happened with that Mars retrograde in Gemini. You know, she'll be like, hey, okay, we, like, really, like, just did not do well talking like we were really like ships in the night in terms of connecting and Venus at her best is just like social lubrication and being like let's get together and like let's have a nice meal and maybe there's like low lighting and maybe someone's got chakra candles or something in the place like she she really wants to feel good and, and feel connected to people and have a spiritual experience so that's all happening um now we've got Let's take a peek. Again, the week is, is kind of nice. I like it. It's nice. Venus moving into Pisces, real nice. I love it. Um, Saturday, the moon enters Taurus. Oh, I, I guess I should say, Venus in Pisces, she will be answering for the entirety of her um, movement through Pisces. She is answering or sh- she is following the order or the behavior of Jupiter because Jupiter rules Pisces. And therefore, she's following Jupiter in Aries. So this is interesting because Jupiter's in Aries, which is a highly self-centered sign and is a sign about being bold and going for what you want and being a warrior, like I just said. Venus, as she enters Pisces on Friday, there's going to be extra zhuzh, extra energy available towards pursuing your own desires through being compassionate with others, through doing a little bit of sacrifice for others, but they're underneath all of it. This is the like, he, <laughs> underneath all of it, she's trying to help Jupiter get what he wants, aka help you get what you want. So there is this like, it's funny because Pisces is usually self-sacrificial and like gives more than it receives a lot of the time, but yet she's answering to... Jupiter in a highly self-centered sign. So I think a lot of people could make some really good moves right now, especially especially Pisces, Pisces Suns, Pisces Risings, Pisces Moons, as well as Sagittarius, Sagittarius Rising, Sagittarius Moons, Sagittarius Sun. That was a mouthful. Those two signs, especially because they're ruled by Jupiter, could have a lot of really like powerful support right now going for what they want. So that's amazing. I'm a big fan of all of it. And, you know, we will we'll just see kind of how it goes. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be really good, but make sure that you have clarity over what you want, like, because Venus is coming in to help you out. It still may be through Venusian, Pisces in Venusian ways, which is, you know, being of service to others, you know, uh, reflecting other people's emotions towards them. You may have to do some, like, really feminine work. And by feminine work, I mean, like, opening up and holding space for others but you still underneath it can have this sort of i don't want to say ulterior motive but jupiter's motive is like go get your bag so it's like you can still have a game plan in mind that gets your needs met and you can still engage in venus and pisces which is like loving others on a really profound almost like agape level of love really boundless godlike level of love okay so saturday Just to move into the weekend vibes. The weekend is not... It's not quite a bumpy ride. I mean, it gets interesting. I love Sunday. So, like, Sunday's my day. It's the best... It's it's a nice day. I'm telling you, the weather, the astrological weather on Sunday is beautiful. But Saturday, the moon enters Taurus. So immediately, just want to flag for everybody, like get some good food, get some good snacks, Netflix and chill, take care of yourself, put lotion on your body, like do all the moon and Taurus things. Um, It's great to like sing, to hum, to activate your throat chakra. Taurus rules the throat chakra. So, you know, that's all kind of that's all great. I love it. There is some eclipse reverberations, though, because any time the moon moves into Taurus, she wakes up the eclipses that happened in 2022. They started actually in November of 2021. But think about the big moments of your life last year, especially April, May, and then October, November of 2022. The moon entering Taurus says, hey we're still working on that and you're like ooh, we are still working on that so there's more to integrate in terms of karmic changes these are destiny or karmic changes things that you even beyond your ego ego control could not have controlled last year so you're right like you could not have done anything about it but you were like oh my life is changing in this way it generally has a lot to do with resources your resources versus other people's resources how you share resources with a partner how you make your own resources. So all of this is coming up for review. Like, the big question is, like, is your life sustainable? Are you taking care of yourself? Like, these are all Taurus questions. Like, am I making enough money to feed myself and, like, buy my fancy snacks? This is the Taurus question. They're all answering, all all the planets... All the planets in Taurus, including the moon on Saturday, answer to Venus in Pisces, right? She's there. She's like, I'm here, baby. And any Taurus planet is always looking to Venus. Anytime. If you have planets in Taurus in your chart, they're all looking at your Venus. They're like, where's she at? Where's our leader? But Venus is following Jupiter, as I've been saying. And it all leads back to Aries. So the Aries part of your chart is so important this week. If you know where the Aries part of your chart is, you know what the focus is and you know what the, like, ulterior motive or the the underlying motive is this week and what you, where you can have momentum and movement. If you don't know where Aries is in your chart, book a reading with me and I can talk to you about how amazing wherever Aries is in your chart and where you are meant to be a warrior. And then, like, you're, you're meant to, like, put your your all of your bravery into that house and, like, go for it. Go for the gold. So all these planets... The North Node, the Moon, Uranus, Venus, they're all answering to Jupiter and Aries on Saturday. So I wrote, go big and bold and new into a future that sustains you and feeds your inner sense of purpose. This day asks, who are you if your self-esteem was unencumbered by the story that you tell yourself, right? So it's like, who are you if your self-esteem was unencumbered by the story that you tell yourself or the stories that you tell yourself? It is a great day to take a risk for for yourself, to ask for a raise if you're in a job situation like that, to promote yourself, um, promote yourself on social media, like, you know, promote yourself in your email list, go out for for that bag, and go for what feeds your soul, you know? So if you've been thinking, like, this is the year, I mean, the North Node's about to move into Aries, y'all. Like, Jupiter's giving us a taste right now in January. He's, like, whispering to us and saying, hey, like, I know that you've been wanting to do this thing. And maybe you have blocks around it. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you don't think you're good enough. Maybe you're afraid you're going to get rejected. He's like, he's coaxing everybody into this April 20th eclipse in Aries. April 20th is that when this really kicks off, like the race gets going. Um, But before that, he's now whispering in January and February, and he's like, you can do it. You can actually go for what you really want. Again, my caveat is like, as long as you are, aware of others and aware of your communities and work within your communities to go where you want to go right you got to do these things non-violently the shadow side of Aries is violence (laughs) just straight up so we have to be careful we have to be non-violent and graceful but go for that gold go for that gold let yourself start to let yourself start to feel into the desire and let yourself start to desire the desire you know like so even if you're afraid let's say you want to there's this, you want to start your own business. Let's say you want to start your own business. Great example of, of, uh, this transit of Jupiter and Aries. You're like, I really want to start my own business. If you have blocks around it, or if you are like, Ooh, I don't, but there's X, Y, Z, uh, just practice desiring the desire to have a, a business. I know it sounds a little woo woo, but just be like, Ooh, I really want to want that. Like, I really want to let myself have that. I don't know if I'm there yet, but gosh, I really want to let myself have that. It's amazing what that does. It is amazing. It starts to lubricate everything. It starts to open it up. And then all of a sudden you're having conversations with people and they're like, oh, this is how you do it, by the way. Or, oh, you'd be really good at that. Let me introduce you to my friend who does that. You know, like it's it's you're just opening up energetic pathways. You're doing things that are with the un. you know, there's you can't quantify what's happening, but on an energetic level, you're opening things up. Let yourself desire the desire. Let your like, give yourself permission to want something for yourself. This is part of last week's where I was like, be off like, find your authenticity. This is all the Jupiter and Aries stuff is like, find out who you are outside of your fear of abandonment or rejection or other people's perception of you. Who are you? This is what this year is about with the, with the eclipses in Aries. Aries is all about the baby crying forth saying, here I am. So that's what we're doing big work we're doing it for the whole year all the way into 2024 Sunday oh my gosh sunday like there are very few days when i look at the astrology and i'm like mm i like it i like the whole thing i will take the entire menu thank you very much so sunday boom sun trines mars ooh so good and the sun is in aquarius trining mars in gemini so we've got air signs taking the lead today they are saying like communicate, 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 be social with people. Mercury direct, trine Taurus in, uh, sorry, Mercury is is direct in Capricorn, trining, again, another trine. Uh, Trines are very good, very positive flow of energy. Trining Uranus and Taurus, we've got Earth signs coming in saying, yes, all the socializing you're doing, there's real ramifications, there's real end goals that can happen based off of this socializing like you can actually have tangible results from all the like tucking then Neptune sextiles the moon and Taurus this day is a gift everybody it is a, it is the good luck day of the week Tuesday's the second good luck day of the week but Sunday takes the cake the one thing that one of my mentors says that I think is really important is that you have to mine the trine what does that mean it's cute because it rhymes but it, you have to mine the trine Mining the trine basically means trines are 120-degree angles f- formed in the chart and uh, between planets, 120-degree angles. They are benefic. They're considered the nature of Jupiter. So here we go. Jupiter, oof, this is him and Venus. They're taking over this week. It's always a good, it's always a good week when Venus and uh, Jupiter are in charge. Easier than last week when Pluto was in charge. Woo! Um, so when Venus and Jupiter are in charge, especially Jupiter being the nature of a trine, the energy flows easily. They, it flow, it like it happens. You have the right, you meet the right person at the right time. And you're like, hey, I have this project that I want to do. And they're like, cool, I have, he- I can help you. And it's like, boom, they help you. And it's happening. And the earth, you know, Mercury in an earth sign and Uranus in an earth sign are like, it's sudden revelations about things that work. But mining the trine means trines. This is the weird thing about a trine. It's very easy flowing energy. It's very synchronistic energy. Good luck energy, essentially. The nature of Jupiter. But mining the trine means you have to be conscious of what's happening, which is why I think Sunday, if you are in a social set setting on Sunday, be really mindful of who you're talking to, what you are communicating about. and if especially if you think like thank God you're listening to this podcast because you now you can actually, Make a note in your calendar to mine the trine on Sunday, a.k.a. even Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, even Monday, this energy will be like lingering. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, especially Monday is nice for that. Know that like if you put it in your calendar, you can be like, um, I'm going to like not that you completely do your whole day to be like, I'm going to talk to every single person, but just have intention of like, what do I want to get accomplished Like, what am I going for right now? The Sun, Trine, Mars is like, you're talking to the right community and you're getting things going and you're mobilizing people to help you in your community. So it's like, who do you need to ask for help? Sunday is a great day to ask for help. It's a great day to ask for support. It's a wonderful day to ask for support. And I mean this like financially, I mean it energetically, emotionally, artistically, creatively, just in collaboration. This is a wonderful day to just get together with people and work together towards something. And, you know, again, that kind of all leads back to Jupiter and Aries. So it's like you maybe have been working all week to try to get your little piece of pie moving forward, right? You're trying to push your little horse, uh, you know, like your chess piece. You're trying to get your chess piece across the board. And Sunday, there's usually, it looks like a breakthrough on Sunday or like a faded conversation that just feels like profound. And it, and actually, I realize now that with the North Node and Taurus, it's probably, they yeah, they're faded conversations. They're karmic conversations. So I wouldn't necessarily like, completely rehaul your whole day based on the astrology i would actually just be really present and just also be social if you feel inclined to be social i think it's a great day to put yourself out there monday's also a good day for that too but just like be out in the world talk to people and ask for help it just seems like the energy is, the, the trines are like we want to help you we want to help you we want to help you make something real and tangible air signs are ideas air sign, all the air element, right? It's an idea. It's talking. So you can always... Everything starts as an idea, right? Like every... Well, I always actually... My my whole thing is that everything actually starts in the water signs. Everything starts as a feeling and as a dream. You have a feeling. You're like, I want to feel something. And then you get dreamy about it. And then that feeling that's like coming in that even irks you because feelings are irksome. Even the good ones, they change your chemistry. They're weird. Like feelings are weird. We don't understand. Our brain is like, what? But then the feelings come and then boom, you have an an idea based off of the feelings, right? So it goes from water to air. And then air is an idea. It's in the ether. Like you can talk about it till the end of time, but the earth signs make it happen, right? Earth makes it tangible, makes the idea real and creates a vessel and a limitation and a container around the idea so that it can come to life like Frankenstein, right? So that's what's happening on Sunday. Sunday, you have a wonderful air trine and you have a an earth trine at the same time. So you're working, like you're cooking with gas on this day where you could really have ma- things materialize almost in front of your eyes through karmic connections. So again, just be conscious of who you're talking to. Be conscious of, if you do want to do planetary magic on this day, I really like it. I um, I kind of want to look, I guess it depends on your time zone, but if you're in Los Angeles, you can also just uh, think about You can move it from Pacific time to whatever your time zone is. But if we're in Pacific time, what I would look at is I think I would have it so the ascendant. Let me take a peek. We are in Los Angeles. Yeah, there we go. Oh, interesting. What time is that? Interesting. I would more, I mean, if you wanted to do planetary magic on Sunday, I love it. I actually just pulled up to 1150 a.m. Los Angeles time and the moon is on the ascendant in Taurus, which is pretty amazing um, because the moon is really happy in Taurus in general. You've got Aquarius at the top of the chart. I like, yeah, I like I like midday on Sunday. Um, I wouldn't, if you were to do actual planetary magic, I would look at an, at, this is advanced, I'm talking about an advanced thing. Here I am tangentially talking about an advanced thing for people. But if you wanted to do planetary magic, I would look at uh, finding, putting the moon either on the ascendant or having maybe Sagittarius or Aries on the ascendant. Mm, do I like Aries on the Ascendant with Mars and Gemini? I would actually stick with the Jupiter signs. So like Pisces on the Ascendant, especially with Venus there, Pisces on the Ascendant or Sagittarius on the Ascendant and doing a ritual or like, you know, having coffee with somebody at that time, you know? Uh, in, in LA time, if you wanted to have, let's, I'm just going to do it. Why not? It's so geeky. If you wanted to have coffee with someone that you were like, I really want to talk to them and like have a real kiki, you, you could do it with like, Neptune's always like getting in the way. Neptune's always getting in the way. I guess it's a little early on a Sunday to have coffee with somebody uh, at 845 in the morning, um, 830 in the morning. But that would be nice, right? It would be a nice, uh, dreamy, artistic thing to do. Uh, later in the day, I actually really like that uh, moon uh, Taurus on the Ascendant. So that would be noon time in Los Angeles. But regardless, lots of interesting planetary magic available on that day um, if you want to learn how to do electional charts which is what I'm talking about you can just book a reading with me we can learn about electional charts together and do some for you I can do electional charts for you in regards to romance career etc you can really do you can elect to have an event happen through astrology at any time and it is actually I'm letting you know I, I do it and it's really powerful it is wonderful so I love this week I love Sunday I hope that this was helpful for everybody. This week is in pretty sharp contrast to last in the sense that there's just like a lot more. It's like sometimes the universe kicks your ass one week and then the next week is like, and here's a bunch of like soft pillows to heal on. So this looks like a soft pillow kind of week. There is still, you are still going for something that you want or letting yourself, giving yourself permission to desire something for yourself, which involves knowing who you are and developing authenticity. So that's all big. And actually listen to last week's episode about authenticity to, to help, you know, bolster the, these these concepts. Thank you for listening. I am exceptionally busy this January. It's been pretty wild and early February. February is my birthday month. Here we go. Very exciting next week. So thank you for being patient with me while I get these episodes out. I'm glad that they are able to come out on time for everybody. It's just been a lot. It's been a lot. I hope that your 2023 is starting out well. If you feel like you need guidance, I am available for readings. You know where to find me. The link is in the show notes below this episode. And it's easy to reach out. It's all right there at the bottom of the page. I am always doing a sliding scale to help folks out who need support in that way. And it is really recommended to get a reading before March. March is when we start to kick off in big ways. So being prepared, I think is always wonderful. I love each and every one of you thank you for listening to the world of rex it means a lot to me always share subscribe rate the podcast leave reviews all those things help support me as a creator as an artist as a just wild uh revolutionary star child person creature so thank you thank you for supporting me and i will talk to you next week on the world of rex take care